Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I'm talking to a friend of mine, a new friend of mine over the last few months. I'm talking to Brandon Durham. Brandon, you doing well, man? Yeah, Jared, thanks for having me on, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Why don't we go ahead and pray, and then we'll get to know you a little bit, and then we'll start talking about Dominion dating here in a bit. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, we thank you for this time. I ask that you would lead and direct this conversation, and I pray that this would be helpful to the pastors that are listening in and anyone else who's listening in. I thank you for all that you're doing through Brandon right now. I thank you for all that you have done in his life as he's served in various different ways and I thank you for his wife and their story. I just ask that you lead this time. I trust that you're going to, and I trust that you're going to make this honoring to your name and helpful to people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and let people know a little bit about yourself and about your wife and then what it is that you're currently doing. I know you're an interim pastor, but why don't you kind of give your resume a little bit, and then we'll get to Dominion Dating here in a little while. Okay. So I grew up in Texas. I'm a country boy. I uh, grew up hunting and fishing and romping around the woods like a wild man. And I uh, never imagined in my wildlife, in my, in my wildest dreams, that I would uh, leave my small world and, and travel to Taiwan, where I was a, a pastor of an international church and then eventually also did an interim pastorate in Bratislava, Slovakia. I came home and planted a church in Houston, Texas, and at 36, I met my wife, Amanda, on a a Christian dating site. She was living in Brazil. I flew to Brazil, chased her, tracked her down. She said yes. We got married and uh, just uh, have really had a roller coaster of a ride together, just with a lot of illness and just circumstances, but by God's grace, we are persevering, and I'm serving as an interim, interim pastor now. Our, our desire is to, is to raise a family, build a legacy, want to do pastry and church planting in the future. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Gotcha. So you've been this interim position now, but you've served in several different positions and capacities really across the world, man. That's, that's pretty great. You've got to see and do a lot of, a lot of really neat things, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been an adventure. I'm super grateful for all the, the friendships, relationships, experiences. Uh, really blessed. Man, that's cool. Well, before we get into Dominion, let's talk East Texas. Let's talk hunting and fishing life a little bit. All right. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell your first story. What, what did you first get into hunting through? Whitetail? Was there whitetail out there? I'm assuming there's oh, whitetail. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is whitetail country, Jared. I mean, okay. that's, that's the national the national animal here in Texas. <laughs> All right. Well, let's why don't you, why don't you go, let's do this. Tell us your first whitetail that you got down and the, the story that surrounded that. When was it? Tell us a story. Gosh. Um, I must've been, I don't know, 13 or 14. And my, my uncle who was a pastor, he took me hunting and we crawled on our bellies to the edge of this field and he had, he had a gun that he used to hunt in Africa. I couldn't even tell you what caliber it is right now, but it had a scope that would reach out there. So uh, the deer were probably 300 yards away. Wow. I mean, 
they were out there. You could barely see them. So I, I shot the first time and the scope hit me right in the eye. My eyes started watering. So he was saying, did you hit it? And I said, I have no idea. And, and I said, but there's a deer still standing there. So I shot again. Anyways, long story short, we walked to the, uh, we walked across the field after that and there's two deer dead <laughs> so, and they're oh, both about the size of jackrabbits. So it was a humble and, and, and exciting beginning. And I was hooked after that, bro. Oh man. I tell you, it's a rush. I didn't start hunting until I was 35 and yeah. I, I went out, we had a guy at our church in his sixties and you know, I grew up in the country in Southern Illinois. So uh -huh. I grew up spending time in the woods, but for some reason we just didn't grow up hunting. And uh, I did a little bit of fishing when I was a kid, but yeah. we had a guy at our church that said, why don't you come out to our property? And I went out and first 45 minutes sitting in a stand and here comes this, this deer. I'm actually right above me. I'll have that mounted here in about, I'm supposed to be getting it within a month or so. Uh -huh. um, but uh, came out, I shot it about 70 yards away. We got to shoot with shotguns here in Southern Illinois. And so we got these rifle bore shotguns. Uh -huh. And, uh, got it. I tell you what it does. I'm, I'm hooked. And so I've, yeah. I've got, I got two this year and then get this last week, last day of the season, man, I call in these deer from across the field into my yard. We have three acres in a neighborhood. And so I'm sitting out with my boys. I'm thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to get a deer in my yard. And I call this wow. thing in, I do a distressed uh, fawn call and I'm within 25 yards and as I'm full draw, pulling back full draw, that thing sees me and I'm on it for about one second and spook it and it runs off. But it was last day of the season. I almost got a third, uh, but I did get, I got two this season. So do you get any this season? Yeah, I have to say, bro, you're a natural man. I've been following your, 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 your evolvement as a, as a hunter, man. You, you're, you're a deer slayer. Yeah, bro, your future's bright. Oh, that's uh, yeah, don't, don't sweat it, man. You started, you started late, but bro, you, you've got the instinct. I'm telling you. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been fun. I've, I've got good mentors. It's been a, yeah. a lot of fun. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I shot a doe with my black powder rifle this year and, Ooh. and, uh, I shot at it three times <laughs> and missed the first two. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Robin hood by any stretch. Well, that's pretty sweet to be able to shoot one with a black powder rifle. So well done. Thanks, bro. All right. Well, we're having you on today specifically. We're going to talk about Dominion dating. Why don't you get an overview about Dominion dating? We'll ask a few questions along the way, but why don't you go ahead and tell us also, you know, what motivated this? Because I know you and your wife met doing some online stuff. So why don't you just give us the overview of Dominion dating and why you're doing what you're doing? I appreciate the opportunity, Jared. So Doug Wilson recently wrote that civilizations are built by men with families to feed. So that's that's my case, man. I'm, I'm trying to put food on the table and, you know, with, with the, the, the way things are being a, a preacher and a truth teller, um, it's kind of risky business. And so yeah. I'm needing a way to, to, to bring, build some stability into our life. Um, my backstory is that I pursued ministry early in life, but I didn't get married until 36. And that really sidelined me in, in trying to get established. Um, it, it's not easy to, to do ministry when you're not married. Um, yeah. And so I, I spent years doing online dating and, and it was, it was a very frustrating experience. Um, and I almost quit right before I met 
and, and married uh, Amanda. So I, I guess my thoughts are I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly of it, but um, I think we can do it better and mm. more effective to try to help godly singles get married. And so that's kind of what, what I'm trying to do with dominion dating. Good deal. And what I love about what you're it doing, we freeze up. Yeah, we fro- we froze up for a second, but it okay. It was it was smooth, so I'll I'll edit it. It'll be it'll be all right. Um, one of the things I love about what you're doing is that you're you're bringing a a really specific and laser focused group of people together. And why don't you go ahead and tell us about why you're doing that? Because this isn't just all Christians. I mean, there, there's going to be some sort of filtering process to be able to be a part of Dominion dating. So when you come to the site you know what you're going to get. You generally have a, a like-minded group of people that are there. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about that and, again, why you did that as well. Yeah, so, um, you know, ideally you'd want to meet your spouse locally. I don't think anyone relishes the thought of having to get online to go find a husband or wife, but that's where we're at right now. We're in that kind of cultural uh, moment uh, like Genesis 24, where Abraham looked around and there was not a, a, a suitable spouse for Isaac. Hmm, and so he had right. to send his, he had to send his servant on a long journey to bring home a good and godly wife. And and I think that's where we're at right now, by and large, that's, that's all the feedback I, I'm getting. And I live that experience. And so the problem with conventional online dating is that the, the, the people that you that you didn't want to, to pursue for marriage to begin with, they're all on the conventional sites. There's just, right. just hardly no criteria for who, who is, you know, getting filtered there. I mean, you're literally left with the job of sifting through thousands, if not tens of thousands of people who are not ready to pursue biblical marriage. And that, that's a taxing uh, prospect for anyone. And it's very discouraging to someone who, who wants to seriously pursue marriage. And so what we're doing with Dominion Dating is simply trying to streamline uh, the dating pool. We want to create a dating pool of doctrinally sound, marriage-ready singles who, can, uh, who are ready to, to get married and take Dominion. That's, that's really our, our vision. Yeah. Man, I love that. And I love what you're doing because I think you're hitting two things that are really crucial and important as we're, we're having this discussion. Number one is that pastors are really needing to build something and do what you're doing and getting some sort of side hustle that can end up being a, a primary source of income if something was to happen in ministry where you couldn't, you know, you're, you're not in ministry for a season or, or you say something and there's people in the congregation that don't like it and all of a sudden you find yourself not you know, not in ministry to be able to have this other revenue stream. And the other thing that you're doing is I think really helpful, but then also providing this, I love it because you're providing a real service uh, to churches that are like-minded and to, to parents like myself, I've got two boys and a little girl and uh, I want to have some sort of resources, you know, like this. So, okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell a little bit, cause Riley, you were telling me about this, right. I mean, before, like in the ground stages of this and yes. we connected with Riley and let's give a shout out to Riley both for, for helping you put this stuff together. Right. But um, where are you at in the process now? Because I know you got a website up and you were connecting with him. And so like, you're still in the beginning ground floor stage of this. What are the ways that people can get involved what are you wanting us to do? Because, I mean, you, you've got an audience of pastors, almost exclusively pastors that are listening in on the show. Not, I mean, I would say if I had a, a, 
a range, probably 70%, 70-75% of pastors listening in. So what do you want them to know about Dominion and what can we do to find out more about this this whole thing? Yeah, so we are really at the at the stage of the game where we're basically just trying to create awareness and and get the word out. So this is kind of our promotional period. Um, and, and I, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm grateful to be on your, your podcast is to amplify this message. Um, so right now, uh, what I want people to do is go to dominion.dating. That's our, our landing page. And there you can learn the ins and outs of our kind of our philosophy, our concept. You'll see our members agreement, um, our and just kind of our whole concept there, but join our mailing list for timely updates. That's, and, and then help us get the word out. I want, uh, I, I want to try to get 10,000 people, you know, signed up uh, on our mailing list and, and be kind of ambassadors for this. And then the next step, Jared is in April. <clears throat> so we got about two months coming up. We're doing a crowd funding campaign in April. So that's going to be, uh, kind of the make or break for this project is is to uh, our goal is to get a thousand godly singles, men and women, uh, mm-hmm. signed up and onboarded to this site to help us get this thing launched. And so we'll need to hit our our financial goals and then our membership sign up goal to really make this thing a success. Man, that's awesome. Okay, let, let's get into the nitty gritty details. Okay. Hold on one second. This is a shout out. We may or may not leave this in on the show, but this is Valor right here. Can you say hi to Mr. Sure. Brandon? I don't want to. You don't, you don't want to? Hey, buddy. Who's this? This, this is Valor right here. And he's Valor. He just turned three two days ago. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> okay, go up there, buddy. Okay, run up there and hang out with Ransom. Birthday, Valor. That's awesome. I can relate, man. I was a little camera shy growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. What? Okay, you go get some gum. All right, I got to talk to Mr. Brandon. Okay, I'm back. Let's uh, talk about the nitty-gritty details here about the specifics of what, what are the uh, theological distinctives of those men and women that are going to be on Dominion. I mean, we're talking Reformed, we're talking patriarchal and their understanding of, of manhood and womanhood. Are we talking uh, post-mill? I mean, how specific theologically are you getting here with the people that are signing up? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I've, I'll, I'll give you kind of, a, I guess, an overview here. Um, but if you really want to know kind of, you know, the, the, the really... Uh, the specifics, I, I would refer everyone to our members agreement. There's, there's a series of, of six uh, values and distinctions there and then six commitments. But, but yes, we, our, our goal is to increase the tribes of people uh, in churches who have a biblical framework for sexuality and marriage and family. And that includes obviously a, a broad complementarianism, a, a consistent um, application of, of the complementarity, which God has, has wired into us as male and female. And that also includes uh, hierarchy, the sacred ordering, which God has woven into uh, to humanity. And, and so biblically, that's, that, that includes being patriarchal. Um, we, we are not ashamed of, of the patriarchal um, structuring of, of marriage and family and society. Uh, we, 
we think it's time that we that the church stop being ashamed of God's good design. Uh, if you don't know, patriarchy means father rule, and it really is God displaying through natural revelation and special revelation his own father rule. So this is right at the heart of the gospel. This is a Amen. good thing. Amen. That's good. Years ago, I was listening to a Promise Keepers talk, and it was mm. Dr. Tony Evans. And mm-hmm. he got this saying that uh, starts in the family, and then it goes out to the church, it goes out to the city, it goes out to the county, it goes out to the state. And what he said is, so goes the man, so goes the home, so goes the church, right. so goes the mm. city, so goes the county, so goes the, the state, so goes the country. So, and it, he, it's like a 15-minute thing, and he gets all mm. fired up about it. But it hits the context, and excuse me, it hits the nail on the head on the reality that we're wanting to build households here. And as the household goes, and as the man in the household goes, Hmm. so goes society. And if we have more families, more men and women who love what God has to say to them, more Hmm. men who love what God has to say to them, what God prohibits them from and what God commissions them to. And if we have more Hmm. women who love what God has prohibited them from and commissioned them to, then we're going to have men and women who have uh, multiplying households. We're going to have children running around that are raised in the discipline, the instruction of the Lord. Therefore, we're yeah. going to have more healthy churches. And if you get more healthy churches and more healthy cities, and you see the ripple effect and what yeah. happened in, two, in you know 10 years. Yeah. So even this, Brandon, I'm thinking about China and everybody's worried and concerned about China's global rule and their power. But I tell you what, because they have done the opposite of what you're calling people to do, and because they've aborted generations of babies and young girls, mm-hmm. well, it's just a matter of time before China is not a superpower anymore. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a generation away from losing millions upon millions, tens upon millions in population decline because yeah. they've aborted. So what happens then if dominion dating takes off and Christians get hold of this vision that you're talking about, which is a biblical vision of, of marriage and family? In 20 years, 40 years, and say these 10,000 people get married, my gosh, what if there's 5,000 to 10,000 couples like this? That can change a whole country. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of vision that that I think guys like you and I who are are pastors at heart and we, 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 we see the big picture, that's a very compelling thing. And I, and I think really the way I I've kind of framed it is this, we've got to, repent of replacing the cultural mandate in Genesis with the uh, college and career stick of our kind of modern world. Um, yeah. When I was growing up, same as you, I'm sure, if, if, if you didn't go to college, you, you basically were, were told in, in not so many words that you were a loser, that you had missed the boat. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I think it's the great, one of the greatest rackets of, of modern history is the college and career thing doing that. But um, the fruit of that is barrenness. Now we've got, we've got a churches are full of singles in their thirties and forties who are just devastated because they were lied to. (laughs) The the purpose of life is not being farmed out to, to, to the corporate world. It's about building, uh, getting married, being fruitful, multiplying, filling the earth, and taking dominion. And that starts in the home. And that's yeah. really the vision here is to yeah. call people back to that. Yeah. And I think that that has been such a common thing. The very word that you, when you said loser, that was the very word that came into my mind that if you didn't go to college, I remember this <laughs> in high school, man, me and my buddies were sitting around and we were talking to each other about what we're going to do in high, you know, after high school. And I'm going to college. Well, I'm going to college. And this one guy, 
named Andy was saying to us, well, I'm going to work for my dad. And he, his dad owned an HVAC company. Uh-huh. And we all were like, man, you are a loser, you know, like you, you that's loser. <laughs> well, you know, by the time he was 27, he owned the business yeah. outright and probably was making three or $400,000 a year, <laughs> you know, and yeah. the day out of high school, yeah. the, jo- the joke is on us. The joke is on us. I mean, even the day after high school, probably full time making 60 grand a year with his dad. Uh, well, we were all racking up 60 grand yeah. debt in college for Bible degrees, you know, uh, exactly. It's just crazy. But yeah. I tell you that, that vision has caught me and our, our, my family and our church, and we've got babies galore everywhere, but man, it has, it has been beat awesome. into the brain of, of Christian men and women delay, 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 delay. Other things yeah. are a greater priority and a household isn't cherished. That's the problem. I think of, of a lot of soft complementarians and even just middle of the road complementarians yeah. is they don't have handles on how to say the home, the household is beautiful. And I yeah. love that, that that's what you're wanting. That's what you're aiming for. Oh man. Absolutely. Uh, the home is not where you come home and watch Netflix. <laughs> it's, it's where you build. And, yeah. and I want to, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right on. Well, let me ask you this. What set you on this trajectory over the last few years? Because you're, you were a single guy. You get married at 36 um, or 35, whatever it was that you said, 35 or 36. Um, and yet yeah. here you are understanding the beauty of family. Is it just experientially that or were there specific books or was it just diving in the scriptures and saying, man, the culture of the scriptures is I have my nose in the Bible. And then as I look up at the world, I realize the culture of the world is a lot different than what's going yeah. on in the scripture. So what got you to this point about seeing the value of the home and the family? You know, it was, a, it was a, a lot of those things. Um, I went to college at 18 and I wanted to be married in a bad way. And it wasn't because I had a robust, you know, picture of, of biblical marriage. I, I had seen a, some godly marriages modeled. Uh, it was attractive to me. I wanted that, but man, my hormones were raging. I'm 18. Right. I, I mean, that, that sex drive that God put in me, I think that's, that's a, a something we, we have tried to, to, to just shut out. I wanted to get married and, and have sex. Like that was the, the, the simplicity of, uh, and, and I don't think that that's wrong. I think it needs to be built out theologically, but that's where young men are. And when I got to college at a Baptist university, conservative, the marriage minded girls, they were scorned into submission to the, to the narrative uh, with, with humor, like, Oh, she's just here to get her MRS degree and, and all this stuff. And so there was a really a feminist um, uh, culture, even in conservatism, that's 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And so I really just started seeing the disconnect between where the church culture was going following you know, following the feminist narrative uh, over and against the scripture where they were tr- leading us. And so my life uh, experientially was, was significantly um, hamstrung. I mean, I feel like the locusts have devoured a lot from my life just from not getting married until 36. Right. Yeah. And then um, I was going to just segue from there to kind of what led me to the, the dating site, this project. Um, I lost my most recent pastor a year and a half ago. I lost it because I ticked off the feminists from what I was preaching from the pulpit. So I have a chronically ill wife and suddenly we have no income wow. <laughs> and, and it just 
kicked us in the teeth so hard. And, uh, and that's been our experience. If you, if you tell the truth about the, the ideologies which are setting themselves up against the knowledge of God in our generation, uh, you'll pay a price. Yeah. And, and we weren't ready for that. So we're trying, to, we're trying to be ready for that. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I tell you what, there, there is a cost. What set me free a few years ago was preaching Luke 9, and it was Jesus' commission. It said, you know, if, if, uh, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I will be ashamed of you before my fa- Father in heaven and before the holy angels. And it's right after saying, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, which is some of the most offensive still to this day, some of the most offensive scriptures in all of the Bible of, of Jesus saying, deny yourself. I mean, society today is love yourself, embrace yourself, take care of yourself, you know, medicate yourself, do whatever, just put yourself first, all of that. And Jesus says, deny yourself. And uh, if you're not ashamed of God's word yeah. in the area of gender and sexuality, uh, once you see the dark feminist underbelly that's just everywhere in our society, once you see that worldview that is just everywhere, you can't unsee it and you have to address it. And I think that yeah. you know, I've, I've talked about it on my podcast podcast before you've experienced it. Uh, most pastors are terrified of at least five women in their church. And it's those five feminists and uh, feminist dudes yeah. are the worst. I mean, a feminist man is the worst kind of man you can find, but people need courage. And that's what I love about what you're doing is that you're trying to come to these people who have woken up, you know, like to use being awakened in a, in a good way, who've seen the reality of yeah. what's going on in the world and they don't want friendship with the world. They want to, they want to honor what God has to say. And then you want to put them together. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so we can go to the website. Uh, you've got a, a, a crowdfunding thing that's happening here in a couple months. Do you, you have any like tiers or anything like that you've got figured up yet? Like, you know, thousand dollar donors, $500 donors, hundred dollar donors. You have any of that worked out yet? Or are you in the process of doing that right now? Yeah, hopefully the, the, the specifics will be coming out here in the next month or so. We're still getting that dialed in. Okay. But, but certainly um, I, you know, right now is just get the word out, get the word out. And that's hard on social media. I think I'm dealing with some measure of shadow. Oh, banning. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not that good. I, people who believe in this and, and see the value of it, uh, word of mouth, just to help reach their networks. And, and just so our singles know our target date for launching uh, this, you know, and fully operational where you can get on and on and start looking for a spouse. That's August of 2021. So those are our big dates. Uh, the, the crowdfunder in April and the launch in August. Okay. Fantastic. And you well, can, you I'm, can go to dominion. Yeah. Dominion.dating. Dominion.dating. We'll put all that in the show notes and a quick shout out to you. You were an early, just a couple years ago. Didn't you get the boot from Facebook? Uh, didn't you get kicked off for a while? Yeah, man. I, um, I got banned about a year and a half ago, got banned again. I got back on and then they banned my Christian website where I blog and podcast. So, so I'm a, you know, I'm an outlaw. I'm, I'm one of those dangerous Christian guys that just says terrible things, mean tweets and all that, you know? Well, congratulations, man. I think congrats, congratulations is in order when you get booted off of Facebook. <laughs> so we'll release this here in a few weeks and we'll put this on uh, gab, but we'll, uh, which is where I'm exclusively at now. And, uh, we'll, and actually I'm still on Instagram for a minute, but we'll spread the word and pastor. Remember this, check out dominion, um, 
dating and spread the word about what Brandon is doing. Brandon, any last word at all before we, before we call it? Uh, Jared, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm just so excited to be meeting more and more men in our tribe and, and women in our tribe who love the Lord, are fearless, and live with clarity and conviction on this issue. Thanks, man. Amen. Guys, we've been talking to Brandon Durham from Dominion Dating. Check out the website. It'll all be in the show notes. And uh, Brandon, thanks again, man. Thanks, Jared. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.